Well, hello. Hi, I'm Matt Williams, and this is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone this fine Monday? Uh, OTAs are rolling along. I was walking out the door to go to Steelers OTA this morning and got a text saying Coach Tomlin is taking the team to Dave and Buster's or something. I don't know where they went, the movies or whatever. No show today, so didn't do that. Uh, we are brought to you by Blue Chew, so I will tell you more about them in a moment. But last Tuesday, I told you about them with our joint podcast with Locked On Broncos. I, did, I was on their show, they were my, you know, a joint podcast. Uh, I'll tell you more about Blue Chew, we're excited to have them as a sponsor. And on that podcast, it just so happens, on Tuesday with the Broncos, Locked On Broncos, uh, we talked about Des Bryant just a little bit, and I told you... Maybe I'll have a Dez podcast, you know, and just kind of scan through the league where he fits, where he doesn't. And I was planning on doing that this week. And then on ESPN, Bill Barnwell wrote a column about, I think it was the 15 UFAs that are still out there. And he gave some landing spots for them. So I was just going to correlate all that together. And before we do, another little bit of the free agent tidbit, Michael Kendrick signs with the Browns. And... I like Kendricks. I, I, we talked about him last week, so I don't really have to give you a rundown on him. I think he's more of a run-and-hit guy, needs to be protected, three-down player. Not elite in those capacities, but really good and fits today's NFL. To be honest, I didn't think the Browns really needed him. I mean, I think they're second-level players. A guy like Christian Kirksey's a lot better than people realize. Browns' front seven. I have a little bit of questions about D-tackle and their edge guys, but they're, quote, linebackers are much better than people realize. You know, and Jamie Collins is still there. I wonder if Collins could be a trade candidate. I just thought about that right now. But um, Kendricks is almost an embarrassment of riches of second-level players. But, hey, you got the cap room. He's a good player. Sounds like there was four or five teams interested. Add him to the mix. Win some games. You know, maybe a deal a guy. So, Interesting. I mean, I, I didn't see that as being a, a need for them, you know, but fine. You have, Again, you have the cap space. Why is, might as well. Dez. Let's talk about Dez for a moment. I think he's very much a declining player. I mean, the stats, the, the traditional stats show that. I mean, he's not putting up big numbers. He's not putting up 100, you 100-yard know, games. Doesn't gain separation like he used to. Uh, he had a foot surgery a little while back and really hasn't been quite the same guy since. But he's still a big physical dude, and I think he can be a complimentary player. I mean, I also think that there's not baggage with the guy, but I don't think you bring him into the Bills, for example. You know, a total rebuild situation, nor do I think he wants to go there. My hunch is he's inflated his own value as well. You know, the supposedly the Ravens offered him a deal similar to what they offered Crabtree, and he turned him down. He still thinks he's a one. I'm quite sure he isn't. Um, and he also wants to sign a one-year deal, prove how great he is, and then go from there. So I promised you when I talked about that Broncos one, I'm going to buzz through every team and say yay or nay. And most are going to be nay. And let's take a step back, too, because this is going to talk about all the teams in the league right now. Most teams, and I tell you guys this every year, are really happy with their roster. They just drafted all these dudes that they love. People are returning from injury. This is the uh, the the eternal time of optimism with your roster. 
and boy, we look good, and we don't have room to add another start. You know, I mean, we're, but you also just got your hands on the rookies, and you, OTAs are important, despite laughing about them at times. Um, that maybe one of your receivers you were counting on isn't as healthy as you thought at this time you would be, or you drafted a rookie receiver, and of course it's early, but you're like, man, this dude is not going to help us this year. He doesn't get it. It's going to take a while. Maybe we do need a veteran, you know. So you do have a little bit more of a pulse on the players because you actually get your hands on them for a few weeks here. And maybe you could add a guy, you know, like Kendricks. But basically, this time of year isn't a good time to be a player on the open mar- on the open market because teams are very happy with their rosters. They've assembled them. But there are still a lot of brand-name guys there, and we're going to get to them, led by Des Bryant. Not that he's the best guy out there, but he's the biggest name. So... But then, you know, you know what happens. I mean, as I've told you, pretty much from this point until the Super Bowl, mostly bad things happen to your team. You know, that in week one of the preseason, in training camp, wide receivers will start falling. And Dez's phone might start ringing a little bit more. We just saw Brandon Marshall sign with Seattle. Uh, that was a potential landing spot for Dez. Could they still add him? Maybe, but they should know they're rebuilding. And I don't think he's going to a rebuild. Um, so I, I'm going to do this super fast. Patriots. No, but that would be a Belichick move, wouldn't it? You know, I mean, they have a lot of receivers. Um, Cooks is gone. Not that they're the same deep threat type. Get a motivated Des Bryant, throw him in New England and see what happens. Try to win Super Bowls here. Yeah. I mentioned the Bills. Their receivers are terrible. They should be in the market. I don't think it's a good fit, though. You know, and that's kind of true with the Jets. But if I was Dez, I'd be more excited to go to New York than I would be to Buffalo. Um, not necessarily because of the city. Well, a little bit. I mean, going to the Big Apple would be cool. But, you know, he wants to be on a winner. Um, Miami, no. They have an awful lot invested in wide receivers right now. Uh, maybe he'd be better than their dudes or, you know, at least uh, comparable but I don't think that they're gonna they're in the receiver market at all. Steelers, no. Browns, no. They have a lot of receivers. I mean, they have a lot of space, and maybe they'd add another guy. No. Um, the Bengals put them opposite AJ Green and make Ross kind of a uh, peripheral piece. You know, LaFell Le- shouldn't get in your way. It's not a Bengals-like move, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't criticize it. We already talked about the Ravens. That's not going to happen. That ship sailed. In the South. Texans could use another big body, but no, I don't think so. Colts absolutely could use them, but they're in a total rebuild. No. Um, Jacksonville? What about Jacksonville? They think they're in it to win it. You know, I mean, is he better than Moncrief or Didi? I mean, they have a lot of names there, and only somebody can make the team. But they don't really have a guy like Dez. I, I didn't think about that one until right now, but I don't hate it. Tennessee, I wouldn't hate it there either. You know, I, I think Corey Davis should be your one. Is he better than Matthews? Probably not. Maybe not. But it's another big body guy to surround Mariota with. I wouldn't, I don't think that's the end of the world. Denver, no. They got the two old dudes and three young guys, no. Casey's loaded, no. Oakland, sure seems like something Gruden might consider at this point. He was good three years ago. That's what the Raiders are after nowadays. Is he better than Jordy? Maybe. It's hard to say. I mean, maybe. Um, I could see them being interested. I don't think I'd approve of it. It's too much of a Raiders-like thing, Gruden-like thing to do. 
who else am I missing in the West? The Chargers. I don't think. I mean, they lost a tight end, but drafted Mike Williams the seventh pick last year. They got some guys. So, no. The Cowboys are the team that need the most, but clearly that's not going to happen. I mean, that ship has totally sailed. I don't think Philly's in the market at all. I don't think Washington's in the market at all. Yeah, maybe. But I have some faith in Doxon. They have some receivers. Maybe maybe Washington would consider it. And I could see that being an okay fit. As a complimentary piece, you know, spread the ball around. Alex Smith is a point guard. Yeah, maybe. Definitely not the, the Giants. They already have a lot of receivers. Uh, no, I'm not seeing that fit at all. Green Bay is the one that Barnwell said, suggested as the best fit. Okay. Um, they're in it to win it. <sighs> Certainly a contender. Put him opposite Adams. All the young guys, including Geronimo Allison, could fight for number three then. Or early number four with Cobb. I'm fine with it. I can't say I'm doing jumping jacks about the fit, though. The Vikes, I don't see it. Although, their third receiver situation is not wonderful. Unless you have some faith in Treadwell still, which I'm not sure why you would. Bears are pretty loaded there now, too. Especially if you think Kevin White can actually get on the field. No. I mean, after they traded a pick for Miller, no. Uh, Lions... No, because I have faith in Galladay. I mean, so you got three guys there, Jones and Tate. So, no. Atlanta just drafted Ridley. No. There's been some rumblings about the Saints. That wouldn't look good for Cameron Meredith, but he could be the Colston-type, bigger, slower slot type. Um, throwing a lot of balls in the end zone? Possibly, but I, I'm not really loving that either. I'm not going to love any of these fits, really. Carolina just drafted a wide receiver in the first round. No. Tampa's got three good ones, including Goodwin, Godwin, who's, I think, ready to break out. Speaking of which, check out my breakout series on WilliamsonFootball.com. I buzzed through, buzzed through the all, all through the AFC. Uh, they're fun, you know, picking a team, uh, picking a player from each team that I think is ready to bust out. So we still have the West. Talked about Seattle before, maybe. I mean, do you need another one? Throw Marshall and Dez into a an atmosphere that you're trying to change, a culture you're trying to change. I don't know if that's a good idea. Arizona, maybe. Put him opposite Larry. The thing is, though, he would kind of impede the two youngsters' progress, you know, Chad Williams and Kirk. You want them on the field. You want them getting reps. But it would be a win-it move, you know, with Larry last year, throw Dez into the mix. Johnson returns. Not bad. Rams, no, they're loaded at receiver, no. And San Fran. I don't see the culture fit there in San Fran. Would he beat out Garcon or Goodwin? Probably not. So I'm not seeing it there. So that's my that's my call on that's my Dez around the league move there. I had mentioned about Blue Chew. Now it can be a little bit of a touchy subject for some of you. This is an alternative and better alternative to the little blue pill. But here's my take on it. I mean, it's like looking at your team, and you're the GM, and there's an aspect of your team you're not as happy with as you want. And a very important aspect. And why deprive yourself? You know what I'm saying? So go fix it. Look in the mirror as a GM and said, man, I didn't think I needed a new edge pass rusher, quarterback, corner, left tackle. But I do, and I can improve upon it very easily. And there's a dude on the market right now that is cheap 
and is a massive upgrade for what I've been living with at one of my most important positions. So you go to Blue Chew, right? That's what I'm saying, brother. So, here we go. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? You know, I'm turning 45. By the way, happy birthday to me. Wednesday, 6-6, born 6-6-73. I will be 45 years old. I also have a podcast with you guys, and we'll chat on my birthday. But I'm not 16, 18, 22 anymore, you know? So, BlueChew.com is certainly a viable option. So, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. B-L-U-E. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the exact same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Gets the blood flowing. It can take You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises, as opposed to planning ahead, which doesn't seem like a really good approach to me. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, Locked On. All you gotta do is pay five bucks shipping. That is B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right. We talked about Kendricks, who had signed. We talked about Dez, who's always in the news in a downtime of the year. Eric Reed's the other one that is not talked about enough. He's getting kaepernick in my opinion, to no end. And again, Kaepernick, you've heard me on the show. It drives me crazy that Kaepernick is not an NFL player right now. He is a worthy top 40 quarterback in this league. If he's still the player he was when we saw him last, which was a long time ago, I get that. But some will make the argument, hey, Kaepernick's not the style of player that we want in our system. Yeah, Okay, I, I, I believe you, sure. That's why he, you're not after him, right? I get it, sure. But there's a lot of teams out there playing with similar style quarterbacks and doing it very well. As for Eric Reed, that argument cannot be made. That's one of his beautiful, or one of his best parts, is he is a versatile safety that really fits any system. And I did notice that, you know, Minka fell, Derwin fell, a um, lot, a lot of safeties drafted high. Some of these guys are not making big deals. Morgan Burnett didn't make a huge deal. Kenny Vaccaro is going to be on this list. So for some reason, the NFL is not desperately attacking the safety position with money and draft picks. And that hasn't helped, I'm sure. But I don't think that's why Eric Reed isn't signed. So that's that little tidbit. We talked about receivers with Dez. And a point I didn't make with him is he doesn't help on special teams. Like, that's a big deal. If you don't look at this guy as a true number one, number two, probably number three receiver, you got to be a cover guy. You got to run down on kickoffs and punts. You got to be a returner. You got to do something to get your jersey dirty. And Des Bryant doesn't do that. Jeremy Macklin doesn't do that. Eric Decker doesn't do that. 
And clearly Decker and especially Macklin, in my opinion, are declining guys, you know, and if you can't help on special teams, that's why you're on the market right now. You know, like I don't have a great use for you at this point. And I always looked at Macklin as good after the catch, fast, but not Tyreek Hill, bigger than that, versatile, but not a jack of all trades. Like, I don't know where Macklin's trump card is anymore as a declining player. And I think that's something to worry about with him. Um, Decker's sort of like that, but actually, I'm going to tell you where Barnwell put, he put Macklin to the Raiders, as I mentioned before, yeah, maybe, yeah. uh, he put Decker to the Cardinals. I had mentioned, you know, Dez's situation there too. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe he'd be a good role model for Williams and Kirk with Larry. He's okay. I mean, he's also a declining player. He doesn't move the needle for me anymore, nor do many of these guys. And that's why they're free agents. Rashad Breeland is on the open market, but his case is kind of unique. I mean, the Panthers signed him. I mean, they, they had a done deal. They had an agreement, and he failed the physical. So, I mean, he has visited the Chiefs. Wait, I mean, wait. He visited with the Colts and the Cardinals, both of whom really need a corner. The Chiefs really need a corner. All those teams make a ton of sense. But nobody signed him yet. So I think this one has to be medical. So that's the case with some of these dudes, too, is, yeah, we gotta, we're really interested in you. Or maybe the Colts have talked to him and said, we'd love to have you. Wait till you get healthy. Here's the deal, a handshake agreement. Those things happen, too, and that very well could be the case. Dominique Rogers-Cromartie seems less aggressive to find a new job. Um, up in age, he's played 10 years now. More of a long slot that I still think could really help a team. Uh, Bill put him to Washington, where Skandrick is right now, the slot corner. I just mentioned, you know, Breland was left the team. I think Josh Norman's a little bit of a declining player. I actually do. I want to mention the Redskins real quick because just start now on Twitter, I put out a tweet saying, the more I look at the Redskins, the more excited I am about this team. That being said, not the secondary. <laughs> the secondary. Is worrisome. And a guy like Rogers Camardi, who's proven, certainly could help them. Delvin Bro is another corner. I think this one's also injury-related. You know, what is he now as a movement guy after injuries? Barnwell mentions the Patriots for him, which would be a very Patriot thing to do. A lot of man coverage. You know, give the guy another shot. Okay. I mean, I got no qualms with that at all. Uh, Vaccaro is another name that's mentioned here, too. Trey Boston is another safety that's unsigned. The safety market has been very dry this year. Uh, Vaccaro actually got benched at one point last season, but I still think he's a quality player. Much more strong than free. Uh, he mentions Carolina as a fit. Okay. Boston, to me, is much more of the true free. And the Chargers, you know, they drafted Derwin James, and Adai's there. Adai's a good player. And they're both kind of the Cam Chancellor in that role. I wonder if they should bring back Boston, although they know him better than anyone they haven't, as they're free. I mean, he's really a true off-the-ball player. Um, I'm kind of shocked he's available. All right, all right, all right. Let's buzz through a couple more of these available free agents. Again, check out Blue Chew. Good stuff. Locked on is our promo code. Robert Ayers. You don't see many edge players lasting on the market. 
And I like the fit that uh, Barnwell mentions here of the Rams. I don't know how much money the Rams would have. And they're more 3-4 now. But situationally, I think he could be a base end, a two-way player, a trusted veteran. So I think that might be all right. Um, he's not a super dynamic guy, though. And, and Barnwell also had a really good suggestion here, I thought, too, is the Saints hired Dennis Allen. And Allen coached Ayers with the Broncos. Like, I like that one better. Let Ayers hold down the fort while Davenport learns. Use Ayers situationally. Okafor is returning from injury. I like that fit a lot. I mean, much more of a 4-3 style, which fits Ayers more. Jonathan Hankins, again, is a free agent. And remember last year? I mean, he was on the market for a while. And then the Colts signed him on a, you know, a, a deal and late in the process. He's only 26. I I wonder if this is, you know, does he have an inflated value of what he's worth as a player? And it also, I think, goes back to the, the modern day NFL was, if you're not much help to me as a pass in the passing game, I don't have much use for you. You know, boy, I'd you late in the deal. Only play maybe 20 snaps a game. Uh, Bill mentions that the maybe the Browns could use him. You know, they got rid of Shelton. But I also think one of the reasons they got rid of Shelton is because they're not after that style of defensive tackle anymore. I think they want more upfield guys. But Hankins could help them. I mean, he would certainly play snaps for the Browns. Navarro Bowman, uh, also shocked he has not signed. You know, he kind of got a little bit of the short end of the stick. You know, they, they traded for Foster, so then they traded Bowman to the Raiders. I don't know if they cut him. Anyway, he went to the Raiders. Didn't look wonderful, but as the season went on, I thought he got better and better and better. But then the Raiders had a new staff, you know, and he wasn't a Gruden guy. They signed Whitehead and Derek Johnson. I'd rather Bowman either one of those guys. Um, and so they're, they're not in the market anymore. Linebackers have a tough time, but Bill mentions the Steelers. Uh, I've said this for a lot, a long time on the air. He also mentions that Lawrence Timmons is out there. I'd much rather have Bowman and Timmons. Um, I could see him with the Steelers. I, I absolutely think he could. You know, he played at Penn State. Uh, his defensive coordinator at Penn State is now on the Steelers staff that coached Bowman. Bowman's a high-character guy. Is he better than Bostick and Vince Williams? I think, or and at least gives you another guy there to compete for those snaps. It's not the perfect solution. It'd be great if he could come in and, you know, be a mentor to a first-round pick type deal. That's not the, not the case. Um, I'm fine with that. I could probably come up with a handful of other teams that could use Mar Navarro Bowman, too. Antonio Gates, this is slam dunk, I think, you know, Chargers. And that's actually who, you know, that's who Bill mentioned here, too. He also mentioned that Julius Thomas and Brent Selleck are two tight ends out there on the market. I, I think the Chargers and Gates have to reunite after the Henry injury. Maybe his uh, ego was a little damaged with them moving on from him. But go back with your boy Rivers. Catch a handful of touchdowns. Yeah, I like that. Matt Moore, um, he's a true backup. He's had some moments, but this last year didn't look good, that's for sure. Uh, Bill mentions the Jags. Any quarterback, anyone you guys know, any quarterback help for the Jags, to me, should be thoroughly examined. Um, they continue not to do much there, although, yeah, ugh, I don't quite understand the situation. Cody Kessler is their backup right now. I think more is, brings more to the table. No pun. Uh, certainly more veteran leadership. Probably be a better influence on Bortles. 
you know, the uh, Dolphins went and signed Osweiler. A team that's really bad right now at the back of quarterback position, though, is the Panthers. Maybe more could go to go back back to the Carolina Panthers. Alf Morris, I mean, I understand. And there's two two last guys here: Alf Morris, Adrian Peterson. Kind of hope Peterson would just hang it up. You know, this kind of feels like Emmett at the end of his career type of deal. And he mentions Dallas that that marriage has been talked about for a long time. And Morris is not back in Dallas. Rod Smith right now is the number two. Well, I think it's pretty good. You know, Jalen's brother. Um, the thing is, neither one of these guys catch any passes. You know, I mean, they're it's just such a limited skill set in today's NFL that Peterson, obviously, if he was a couple years ago, Peterson, you want him because he's a very, very special ball carrier. But in today's NFL, I don't have that much use for someone of your age. And are you going to be demanding carries on a new team? And not that he's going to be a distraction, but he's not going to help you on special teams. I mean, the same is true for Alfred Morris. And both have had moments in the last year or two, but, I mean, they might. I don't know if they're done, but they might be. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd rather have the rookie fifth-round running back. You know, like he mentions Alf Morris backing up Gurley. Like, I'd rather have John Kelly. You know, I mean, at least he catches the ball. He's got upside. He's got less tread on the tires. So, I see it. I mean, uh, I, I think these guys almost need a back to go down. You can trust them, and you know, at least they've played snaps. They're not quite washed up. So, oh, this is a fun podcast, everyone. Spread the word. Check out Blue Chew. Check out the Lockdown Network. See you later.